The Murray State Basketball Podcast is brought to you by the Murray Flower Company. If you're in Callaway County and need flowers, the best place to go is the Murray Flower Company. Whether you're celebrating a new arrival, the life of a loved one, or any point in between, the Murray Flower Company has you covered. Visit them on the square in Murray at 403 Maple Street or online at murrayflowercompany.com. Welcome into the Murray State Basketball Podcast, the Ride Home Edition, as Murray State does what they need to do. They hold serve at home 74-71, and they beat Missouri State as the Racers improve to 7-5 and five in the Missouri Valley. Now halfway through this, remember we said two weeks ago, this eight-game gauntlet of all the teams that were above them, essentially in that eight-team pack at the top, and Said, you know, if they can just get through this, go four and four, you got to feel pretty good. Well, two and two so far. So they will uh, be back at it at home next week with Belmont. We will worry about that in a bit. Right now, a, a rather newsworthy game at the bank today. First and foremost, John Morant Day. John Morant Poster Day, which turned into, hey, John Morant's at the game day, which I thought was. Very good to see. Um, you know, from the department of, I just worry about too many things that probably don't need to be worried about. But, you know, in the big picture, I was always kind of was like, you know, I'm curious how Jaw's relationship with Murray State will be now that every person that he has attachment to in the basketball program is gone. You know, the two athletic directors that he played technically under are gone. His head coach is gone. All of his assistants are gone. His former teammates are gone. And it was like, you know, he loves Murray State. We see that. But it's like, you know, when's he going to come back? Is he still going to come back to games? And for him to come back and be there today, I thought, okay, that's that's an awesome sign. And the relationship building that is going to be necessary for, you know, whoever the head coach is here, whether it's Steve, whether it's the next guy, like moving on forever uh, in the athletic director, whether it's Nick Yanko, whether it's whoever, that that's a guy you got to you got to maintain that relationship with. And that's not any you know, relationships, as we know, aren't built in a day. So, again, from. I probably spent too much time talking about it already because it's something that doesn't need to be worried about. But I was just I was glad to see him back and that that connective tissue is still alive and well between Ja and Murray State. The other big news, Kenny White is back after his couple week uh, unnamed suspension uh, after his arrest. Uh, he was he was back in action today. And I thought. I thought for the most part. I thought he was a really nice contributor off the bench. Uh, You know, it's one of those situations where it's kind of like, okay, I've been out and I've been out because of my fault. You know, it's like, all right, guys, coaches, teammates, I'm going to try to make it up to you today. And I think there's a natural reflex too. I'm going to try to make it up to you by trying to score. And I didn't get the sense that that was necessarily priority 1A for Kenny today. And you saw him, you know, and you say that he did score, uh, but it was his, you know, he got got his got his hands dirty, got in there, got some rebounds, um, you know, had some had some nice assists, 
had had some steals. They get a block as well, so he was like he was kind of he was everywhere. And and then oh by the way was able to you know throw the ball in the bucket a couple times. Hit an early three, which was just like okay you know again had not been Kenny Strong suit this year, but for him to for him to knock that down it was like all right he's back. And you know the question and certainly I mean I think it's it's natural in a situation like that where. I don't think you want to – I don't think guys are rewarded coming off suspensions, even if it was never technically uh, labeled a suspension. I don't think they are technically rewarded by, hey, we're going to put you right back into the starting lineup. So for him to come off the bench uh, was, I think, a natural thing. But I also think that moving forward, I think the five they're rolling with is the five they need to roll with where it's now Brian Moore in there instead of Kenny. I think Kenny, with Kenny coming in, and it seemed like today from a rotational standpoint, you know, the way it had been early in the year was the sixth man was generally, um, the sixth man was generally Quincy Anderson. And he would come in for either DJ uh, or for Jamari Smith. And those three Quincy, Jamari, and DJ would have a little bit of a rotation deal, uh, you know, getting the big guys some rest. But now I think with Brian more in the starting lineup, and now it's Kenny going to that uh, sixth man spot for the time being, they're such different players, you know, that Brian, six foot, maybe on his best day, and then Kenny can come in at six seven uh, as a wing, or to also spell Jamari or DJ and slide into that four role and really be a stretch four, I think it you know it provides some different options and some different looks for for Steve and his staff moving forward. But I thought it was a really good, um, you know, I, I thought I thought what Kenny provided off the bench today was 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 sort of that Swiss Army knife did a little bit of everything, you know, and was helpful in those in those short bursts. I thought Brian Moore, again, was it was just a wildly quiet, you know, he, he ends up leading the way with 17. It felt very quiet. Um, and yet, they needed a couple big buckets down the stretch, and he got them. And, and again, able to get to the basket and, and finish at the rim in traffic, playing downhill, uh, which has been just such a strong suit for him. And to also see... You know, again, hit a couple mid-range shots, hit a three. It's like he doesn't need to hit a lot of them. You just got to hit one every now and again. You know, go go one for three, one for two, whatever it may be from beyond the arc. Just enough to keep the defense honest, which is going to keep the lane a little bit more open where he can just blow by that dude uh, and be able to, you know, on a day where John Morant is in the building, sort of the same thing from when Ja was there. Ja was not a great three-point shooter, but he hit just enough to keep him honest. And then if they're gonna if they're gonna have to respect it and they, you know, take half a step towards you to defend you at the line, you, you're, you know, they're blown right by. And, uh, and 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 certainly not trying to compare Brian Moore to John Morant, but point standing that uh, both those guys able to finish at the rim. And that was uh, Brian did a great job with that today, as again he finished with his uh, 17. Rob Perry at 15 in the first half, finished with 17. Just had a couple of free throws late. Uh, 
really helped keep Murray in the game early because this was a game we expected to be a defensive slugfest, and it turned into a shootout uh, in the first for majority of the first half. Finally slowed down a little bit in the second. You got that more deliberate tempo. Uh, Missouri State came out and played. Um, you know, they played some zone, and it wasn't that it confused Murray, but it sort of it slowed them down offensively, kept them from just you know scoring from the field. But the Racers were able to get to the free throw line, and in the end, that's where the Racers won the game. You know, they're plus 11 at the line. Uh, Missouri State 10 of 15, which is actually a little better than they are for the season. You know, they're 62 percent. Three point uh, free throw shooting team for the season, so they were 66 uh, and change today. But the Racers go 21 of 24. DJ Burns, 8 of 8. Jamari Smith, 4 of 4. Brian Moore, 4 of 4. Uh, Rob Perry missed for the first time after 18 straight makes. He goes 3 of 4. Uh, so, I mean, that is that has been a strength of this team this year. We saw early in the year when they were closing out big wins. But to go 21 of 24 again today, they did what they needed to do at home. Uh, and got the win. Racers five of fifteen from three. I think ultimately that's, um, you know, that's probably about what you're going to get from this team this year. And that, you know, the fifteen is about the number that they need. They don't really need to go north of that, you know. And maybe they can get some nice thing and hit six, seven, eight, and and you feel like you've stolen some. But you know, I think I think they've kind of shown they are what they are when it comes to shooting from the arc. Uh, but five of fifteen, again, take it and. Uh, Take it and run. Let's see what else I have here. Um, really, the big issue early, and, and it kind of lingered throughout the game a little bit. You know, I mean, I think they held, I think the number, let me double check here. They held Missouri State to 45% from the field. I'd be curious to know what that, what the first shot field goal percentage was because, um, they had 10 offensive rebounds, led to 10 second-chance points. And, and those 10 second-chance points, I'm pretty sure, were just five layups. I mean, there was just these points where guys were just getting lost, just not boxing out. What I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was, a lot of times it was it was threes that were missed, and some Missouri State dude just kind of come swooping in and just lays it in or dunked it even one time. And so I thought that was something that was letting Missouri State hang around a little more than they should. Uh, but for the most part, Murray State's defense, you know, I, I think that when you go back and look, you know, I ended up charting this game out. There's going to be a lot of kills in this game. You know, Missouri State went five minutes plus in the first half without a made field goal. They went six plus minutes in the second half without a made field goal. That was part of when Murray was able to go on that 9-0 run uh, to really seize control of the game. Uh, they were up. They were down two. And then with about 10 minutes to go. And then they go 9-0 over the next five and a half to put them up 62-55 with 5.06 left. And then it was just, you know, it wasn't perfect down the stretch. Things got a little shaky a couple times. There was the one DJ Burns turnover. Uh, Rob Perry missed a front end. And it's like, if that's all you can say that was concerning, you know, for the most part, they did they did a really good job down the stretch to be able to, uh, to, be able to put this thing away and get the win uh, 74 71. Now let's see what else I've got here in my notes. Uh, again, so, so Rob goes for, uh, Rob goes for 17. Brian Moore goes for 17. Uh, Jamari Smith had 16 on six of 11, uh, from the field. 
you know, it's funny when you look at sort of his toolbox of, you know, his post moves, again, is that undersized five? And I guess maybe he's the four if you want to say Jamari, uh, if uh, DJ Burns is the five. But, you know, he doesn't have, I mean, he's a, he is a, I think at his, in his core, if you gave him his druthers, he would be a, you know, a facing the basket offensive player. Uh, but there's times, you know, he catches the ball on the block and he's got to make a move. And it's like, and the move nine and a half times out of 10 is that little, is that little turnaround fadeaway jumper from 10 feet. God, he makes a lot of them. It's just like, you know, it's, and that's the part that's got to be infuriating for, for opposing coaches where it's like, okay, throw the ball to him on the block. You know, he's going to take one or two dribbles and then he's going to fade away and he's going to shoot it from 10 feet. You know, it is coming and it just comes down to, can you stop it? And Missouri State unable uh, to do that tonight. I'd be really curious to go back and – because he played – I mean, I think – I don't have – let's see if I have the box score here for the game. Um, Jacoby Wood played 37 minutes tonight. He had three points. He took four shots. It was just a, it was an incredibly quiet game for him from, he's just always kind of in the middle of everything. And it was just interesting. I'm I'm interested to go back and kind of see if, you know, if Missouri State did something that, now again, he played 37 minutes, but he had three, you know, three assists didn't turn it over. You know, it's just like he just, he was, he was just quiet. It was just quiet. You know, and that was really, it was the way Rob was too. Rob has 15 in the first half and the second half. I mean, he didn't even take a shot for the longest time, almost the first 10 minutes. You know, I mean, I think that's, as we've talked about with those those games, whether it's a half or an entire game with, with Rob, where teams are, I mean, he's the guy. He's the guy that can go get you 30. And teams are like, yeah, that's not happening. So it's going to have to be somebody else. And uh, so it's just interesting to watch sort of the chess match of how teams handle him. But uh, Jacoby has been... You know, he has been such an integral part of this offense and and especially, you know, down the stretch when Murray's having to hit free throws to kind of ice the game away. And, you know, again, whether it was just a situation that he just he wasn't the one that got fouled, you know, shoot 24 free throws. He doesn't shoot one. I mean, he's an 85, 88 percent free throw shooter. You want him uh, to be have the ball, have the ball. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't think that's a a symptom of anything or or just, you know, just kind of happened. It was just interesting that you kind of you. You're watching me like, oh, right, there he is. And he played a lot tonight and just, uh, you know, didn't have any, uh, had had very little, you know, offensive impact. You know, he ends up with, uh, you know, three points. Like I said, he had the he had the one made three, but, you know, a couple rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. You're, you're, you will, you will take that certainly there uh, in the win. But you get four guys in double figures. Again, Perry Moore with 17, Jamari 16, DJ 12, Kenny White ends up with nine. Uh, just a good all-around win and against a team that a a that's a tough team, man. That's a tough team. You're gonna have to go back there in a couple weeks and go to Springfield and return the favor. And you know, it just it's now becoming that. All right. Every I think the lesson we have learned so far from the Missouri Valley just simply comes down to outside of those bottom three of the UIC Valpo Evansville, everybody's pretty good. Everybody's pretty good, and everybody is beatable. It's just a matter of can you do it? 
And the racers have done an exceptional job this year of, of taking care of business at home. And now it's just, again, going to come down to can they go steal one or two on the road and really kind of interject themselves in the top half here uh, of this Missouri Valley uh, Conference race. It's again, Steve, I believe his, his direct quote after the SIU game was screw the race. But, uh, you know, in the big picture, I mean, that's kind of what, what we're looking for with this team. They get the win today. Wednesday, it will be Belmont coming in. Then they have to go back to Indiana State. Drake is in. Then they go to Bradley. Then they get a little bit of a schedule reprieve the last four games. But, you know, you just look at the road win. The road game's coming up at Indiana State, at Bradley, at Illinois State, at Missouri State. Can you get two of those? Can you get two of those? That would be a huge, uh, that would be a, that'd be a pretty big boost for this, uh, for this team up the standings as they continue to try to, uh, close this thing out. So, all right. So as of this moment, Northern Iowa uh, lost at Indiana State this afternoon. So Indiana State, who started the, the conference at, uh, scheduled six and oh, and then they've gone ahead to lose five straight. They finally snapped that five game losing streak. So as of this moment, and there's still another game to be played today and then three more tomorrow. Uh, but the racers have now pulled into a three way tie for sixth place with Missouri State and Indiana State. Uh, so, uh, that will, and again, Bradley and Drake just a half game ahead at seven and four. And we get Drake and Belmont. I believe that is the, that is the tomorrow game. Uh, Drake and Belmont, a uh, pretty big game there, uh, in the conference race. But, uh, all in all today, uh, I think there was, uh, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good. And a lot of good vibes for the racers as they can now take tomorrow off before they turn their attention to Belmont again, coming in on Wednesday. In a game that, again, literally 11 days ago, they played probably one of their, I don't, I don't know how many other games you could say were worse than what they, they played a great 10 minutes at Belmont and then absolutely were a disaster for the final 30. Uh, so certainly expect that to be a different situation uh, coming up next week uh, at home again in another national television game. Uh, but, uh, but that is the next, next deal for the racers. It'll be Belmont uh, on Wednesday. One other quick note uh, from the alumni ranks uh, today uh, before their game uh, down at LSU. Uh, LSU head coach Matt McMahon uh, honoring uh, K.J. Williams for reaching the 2,000-point, 1,000-rebound plateau uh, in his career. And they did a little uh, you know, pregame ball presentation there uh, down at LSU before the game. And... I just thought it was kind of neat, you know, the ball they gave him. It says, you know, 2,000 career points, 1,000 career rebounds, and it's got the LSU logo on it, and it's got the Murray State logo on it too. So I guess when the when the head coach at LSU just came from Murray State and he did all the heavy, you know, and KJ did most of the heavy lifting uh, of his career uh, with the racers, that was kind of what needed to be done. But uh, kind of a still a neat to see and uh, a neat deal down there for him. Uh, it's pretty rare air to get into that 2,000, 1,000. Club for KJ. But today, Murray State, 74-71 winners over Missouri State. Next up for Belmont. We'll be back on Monday. Have some more fallout from this one and start turning the page to get you ready for the racers and the Bruins at the bank on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Ride Home edition of the Murray State Basketball Podcast. Haven't done so already, you can subscribe over at Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever 
you get your podcast. That is all for now. Have a great rest of your weekend. Fly, Eagles, fly. We will talk to you on Monday.